This is kind of interesting. It involves another sport, that of um, combat sports. Rowing. Rowing. Um, <laughs> really rope the that actually be an interesting uh, question, though. Who would Roller derby. <laughs> so, um, in this instance, you have pissed off the UFC light heavyweight Alexander Pereja, who is honestly one of the most scary-looking people I've ever seen, um, and he's a great fighter. And you pissed him off enough to where he wants to actually kill you. Picking any player... It wouldn't take me that long. <laughs> picking any player in, in the football world, who would you have fight on your behalf? Either in the ring, or we'll say in the ring. Yeah, is this in the ring, or is this in like a street? Actually, we'll do street. This is in the street. Jeez, so, street. That's yeah, crazy. fight. Which actually makes things a bit more fair, because there's more things to Does potentially... It? Yeah, because like, if it's in a cage, it's kind of more controlled, while like... Yeah, out on the streets a little okay. bit more. Yeah, like, yeah, you're right. Just hit my I mean, head off the curb. Does that mean weapons are in play? Well, like, yeah, you could have a weapon, but you could also have like you know different <laughs> methods of going about. Yeah, right. Defense. Yes, the size. Those, those two mini swords that people used to use. <laughs> I don't know if those are a real thing. Well, okay. So do you go? Like I said before, do you go biggest person? Do you go the biggest most? And we did clarify you could go of any of the top five leagues too. So oh, okay. need not limit yourself uh, domestically in the UK. Um, you can expand, but obviously Casemiro's in the prem now, so I'm not sure how far <laughs> you'd have to look. I would probably go Hoybeard. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that should surprise absolutely no one. He's nicknamed the Viking. <laughs> he is indestructible. Uh, I've seen him get elbowed in the face, cleated in the shin. I've seen all sorts of uh, things happen to that guy, and he just wraps a bandage around his rapidly swelling face, and he gets back out there. So I think he would be able to take numerous shots. Not sure he'd be successful in the end. I'd let him know beforehand, hey, dude, we might be both be dying an honorable death. But He'll at least get you a good enough head start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll survive right. long enough. That's right. Um, so I would go P-E-H. Godspeed. <laughs> I'm going to go Adama Traore. Oh, damn, that's a good pick. Damn, he he'll be oiled up. Oiled up? He's a, he ain't got to fight for you. He's going to run away. Well, I feel like he's <laughs> got... Like, I feel like if you gave that guy, like, like five wrestling classes, he would be able to, like, take this guy down and just... Like, he's so powerful. Where's Traore from? Now, he's not Brazilian, is he? Oh, he's Spanish. Uh, Spanish, Spanish. Yeah. See, so if he was Brazilian, again, it's like they might kind of... Yeah, might become friends. Yeah, ground, but... but yeah, man, if he's, if he's, we'll assume that he's oiled up since that's the only time we ever see him is when he's oiled up. Uh, and he's, he knows that this is going to be a fight. So before he's, he's going to oh, just, yeah. just lather up the arms. He's quick. got that like explosiveness. I feel like yeah, he just has to, you know, stumble, like get prayer off his feet and then see that's what a happens. Good, that's a yeah. good pick. I didn't think about that one. Potentially, yeah. Cause I thought he was, I still sometimes think he's in another league. I forget. He's yeah. He's still, uh, still, well, he's right? still playing in world football. So yeah. yeah. Jay? All right. I'm going crazy versus crazy. I'm going to go Antonio Rudiger. <laughs> I was oh, actually yeah. thinking about him. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I like that. Wow, that's a great pick. I, it's not going to be like a normal fight. Like they, like <laughs> Rudiger will punch himself in the face. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like, ah, I'm just going ah, 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 yeah. to get... scare Pereira. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with this guy? Be like, I'm actually, this is not okay. No, Pereira would probably do that thing where like the fighters, they like smile. They're like, he's going to be like, this could be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, typically in a fight, there's rules, but I can tell this fellow might try to bend those every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. This fellow looks like a biter. Oh, 100%. <laughs> we have biting involved in red street fighting. Yeah. 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 yeah a lot could go down. Damn. Hoiberg all of a sudden is like the third option of the three. <laughs> Hoiberg is like, I had the shoe in. I'd put Hoiberg above Adama, though. Hoiberg's like a picking Lissandra. 
Lissandro will be feisty and fiery, I think, for sure. The tats help uh, Pierre, though. That's mostly why. Yeah, you'd have to hope that Lissandro goes in with, like, his metal-studded boots. Yeah, Yeah, he might have a chance. He's hiding them. Flying kick. He's like, I'm going to go Muhammad Salah, I think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He'll he'll never catch me. I'm going to go Joel Matip. (laughs) No, I'm going to go. This is something we talked about before. But I'm going to go a different route. And I'm going to pick the name that Jalen kind of threw out there. But I'm going to go with Neymar because he has. (laughs) the intellectual. He has infinite amounts of money. So bribery, bribery could be involved. And the UFC notoriously does not pay their athletes very well. <laughs> yeah, true. So that could come into play. He is a very fragile being, so I will say that he if may it, still not survive. If just, it goes south, imagine he says no. If, if it goes south, it would be game over. But I also think Neymar... Quick. He just pops his head like a little... <laughs> just like, a, it like a grape. Like a cherry tomato. <laughs> oh, my um, God. <laughs> gives it this whole speech. It's like super heartfelt, and he just goes... <laughs> yeah, but they all, they're also both. Everyone in the front rows is like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right behind It's like them. in Game of Thrones. Connor's like, well, <laughs> that did not later. go as planned. But um, yeah, both Brazilian, so he, he could communicate with. Bribe him with other. health insurance. Yeah, and I think Neymar would have some unorthodox techniques to uh, maybe entice Pereira into. I don't know if he's a married man, but Neymar has bent Jeez, the rules. He's a married, married man with well, children. Yeah. Neymar, has bent, the, <laughs> Neymar <laughs> bent the rules on his like marital contract or girlfriend contract. Neymar's going to make Pereira so. fall in love with him, and that's how he's going <laughs> to win. <laughs> it's all on the table. But so he's going to seduce Pereira. I would say that's my best bet because I don't know that any footballer could take him. I actually saw a clip today. It was Pereira's training. He did a Rabona mm. leg like check. Like, Rabona's face kick. Like when you, the UFC guys, they always do the leg kicks and you yeah, check yeah. the leg kick. He did one like a Rabona. Oh, check the leg kick oh, behind this? his. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Okay. Is like, that a you, thing? You guys need me to I, I don't demonstrate? Think, yeah, yeah, no, no. Kick the, no. kick the base yeah, like, of the yeah. ring light. So, like, you get like kicks like this, like leg kicks, and he blocked it. Oh, uh, wow. That's actually kind of wild. He's showing off. He definitely, he's got good footwork, so he probably loves yeah. to play football. See, folks, if you just, yeah, if you just to, listen to, to the podcast, Neymar's head. <laughs> if you just listen to the podcast, you do miss out occasionally on some things. So yeah, you, you, sometimes you got to go full visual. Um, <laughs> go check are, out the old tube. Those are some YouTube. good answers. Yeah, those, are, those are some good stuff. But, you also uh, see my six slivers. True. Yeah. Oh. Shout out what L.L. Bean. Yes. Always. Oh, yeah. More topics coming, so don't miss them. Whoa, whoa, starting off this podcast with some swearing, huh? That wasn't me. That wasn't. I said Luka Modric. Yeah, oh, I thought you said something else. Oh. You just heard him. <laughs> this is while I was lifting up. The, oh, okay. No, I said Luka Modric. It's Michael. like a phrase, like if you stub your toe, you go, Luka Modric. <laughs> that uh, points, points, points. We'll get right into it. Should we go from bottom to top or top to bottom this week? And then I have I have a year-long update as well for everybody. Bottom, bottom to top. Bottom, bottom to, to top. top. Andrew was our oh caboose man God. this week. <laughs> With a total of three. Uh, Well, this weekend was actually insane. It was a tough weekend. I had five. Uh, Connor, you had seven with one perfect pick. Jalen was our winner with eight. Two perfect picks. Barely. Don't pick my picks. Let's go. (laughs) struggling. Like I was saying last week, I'm like, I just go for like the most sensical score lines. I got to do that. Like go like two to one or. Yeah. What's the two nothing? Go four three Arsenal. Yeah, over dude, Lewin. go four three. <laughs> like that was the, the sensible pick, dude. So crazy that that happens. 
What was um, my correct scoreline? You had... I don't remember which one. I think it was Brighton, I want to say, but oh, I, it was the first two, dude. I think it was actually the, one of the first two yeah. scores of the weekend. You got out to like a huge lead at first. That was and one then, of mine was one of the first ones. It was who like a two one. was it now? Because there haven't been was, seven mine was Mine was Arsenal Wolves. Mm. Well, it was 2-1. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked yeah. like Arsenal were going to wipe the floor. Yeah, that's, with them. Right. That's, the, that's the wrong one. We didn't put them up. That's what happened. Yeah. Oh, You're okay. looking at the other scores. Yeah, because no, 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 you're looking like, at today. Bro, I was like, yeah, wow, no, Trisha no. really got me with this one. Let's go. <laughs> 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 I was like, like math, I haven't seen a correct scoreline yet. This math has been heinous all season long. Uh, so we can check into the season standings, and this one will go top to bottom. Connor, you are currently our leader. You have 108 on 14 correct score lines. I'm in second with 101 on 14 correct score lines. Jalen has 94 on 11. And Andrew has 77 on 5. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, well, so, first of all, here's the thing. There's a lot of season left. There is a lot of season left. We didn't keep track of the year-long standing, so I have nothing to gauge this with. You know, I don't know if True. you're doing crazy well. I don't know how low that would yeah, be in comparison to other seasons yeah. or yeah, if it yeah, would yeah. be average. So, that's someone to... Connor, you know, man. Wow. When's the halfway point? Like January? It's got to be coming up, yeah. So yes, then so. we can do some, start to do some simple, simple math. Connor's, right. Connor's got to get some uh, weekends like me, and, and then I'll catch Just up. Just for, <laughs> forget to pick a couple weeks. You gotta, uh, yeah, you got to start chipping away. Although you and I have the same amount of perfect score lines, and that, wow. is, a, that is a tiebreaker is interesting to me. Although, right. what are the odds of like there being any ties after yeah, with all these games, the end of the season? I mean, you'd have insane. to, especially even if we don't always put up the graphic. I mean, if we're always keeping track, yeah. it's like you really get... You get the full spectrum, but we'll see. A lot of season left, dude. Yeah. Look, they tried to left. deduct Everton. They were down there, and they're already crawling out. That's so true. Yeah. You, you, a lot you to look forward to. A couple weekends, and you can jump back into it. It would be tough to to say what the craziest game this weekend was. That would honestly be a very difficult call. I guess one of the candidates would be Spurs City, which is where we can begin our episode this week. Uh, absolute madness. I have a whole lot to say about it, but I'll try to – congest that because I do want to hear your guys thoughts on how you view Spurs and more importantly maybe City after this match but first of all I go the MVP of the match was Ange I think it was his tactics really that got us a point uh, it was a really impressive point and at times it seems really difficult to back I understand that it seems like it's it's easy to be skeptical watching the style of football but I think more so now than ever the teams in 2023 that are succeeding are the ones that are really getting after the game I really I'm not saying sit-back football is dead. That's not what I'm saying by any means. But I think, at least in the Prem, if you're trying to shoot towards the top half of the table, you really have to just go for the game. You can't afford to sit back or play it safe too much, really, in most situations. So, full credit to Ange for that. I mean, Kulisevsky was my man of the match for sure. He's kind of been playing in like that 10 role that Madison was was kind of operating in. Lochelso as well, stepping in. But Kulu has been, I mean, probably our MVP this season. If not Son, that's a hard pick to make. But he's really been moving the ball forward at a pretty insane rate, really good on the ball and two massive goals already this season. So it was just, I don't know. I was really proud of the guys after coming off three losses too. I mean, what are the odds of winning that game? So um, I think that was big. I think this shows like Tottenham's, um, you know, injury problems, but also their ability to still create. So like, you can see goals. That's something that Tottenham just do, but you Mm. also have the ability to create so many chances for yourself. So, Mm. um, I think it just speaks volumes to how well Ange, like you mentioned, is managing the side with the circumstances. And I think those three losses, while they are indicative of, of a squad that needs a bit more players, it still is able to go out and play exciting football. And like you mentioned, if you play that way, you'll you'll score goals and you'll give yourself the advantage over teams that sit in and don't even look to get themselves in a in an, um, event 
an advanced position. So for me, I think that this had it, it's just spoke volumes to where Tottenham are at in the season. So yeah. and it was the right it's the right time for it to happen against a very, very dangerous city side. Obviously there's form being dropped, but um I mean this is a perfect result for Spurs more than it is City. Mm. Um I definitely agree with everything uh, Andrew said. I the only thing I had a problem with is, and I think you notice it too. Like I don't really understand why he subbed out Lacelso. I'm with you there. I I kind of got it. Like, but I forget. Was that two two at that point? It was two two. Mm-hmm. Then it became three two. Mm-hmm. Like right away, right before. <laughs> and, and and it's tough. For, it's a tough look for Skip, who I think he's seen this team get better and better. Kind of maybe leaving him a little bit behind. He's sort of fallen down in the midfield pecking order and he, he came played, on and he, he played well. He was, he came on and it was great. I, it was, it was shitty that he came on and the goal happened because he really had nothing to do with it. But that, that was a thing where I was, I thought about it. And I wasn't even sure if I wanted to like bring it up as a criticism. Cause largely I was like, Ange, man, you, you beautiful man. I wanted to kiss him on the forehead. I was just so just enthralled that he, I was so proud that he had the trust in that squad to go for it in that moment. But I agree completely. That's, I was the, like, only, that's the only thing I know is Spurs Spurs wise. City wise, they can't really manage a game that well right now. That's it's what I really, say. It's, it's really weird. They definitely lose it. Uh, that whole referee thing was outlandish to watch live. Mm. I could not even believe my eyes because mm. I was watching it. I'm like, why is Grealish stop? Like, why is he stop running? Yeah, like he, he like he just started jogging. I was like, mm. what's going on? And then I just see Holland just. <sighs> I was like, a now yeah. iconic picture, dude, in the Premier League. I yeah. He has a couple of those. He do- yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's got a memeable face and with yeah. the long hair, it's really. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, really added. that was atrocious refereeing. That was awful. It was bad. I don't know what he was doing because if you watch the if you watch it from like an expanded point, you can like see him go like this for advantage, and then he and then it cans away from him, and then you just hear the whistle, and yeah. you're like, "What changed?" It was it was nuts. I mean, I I was screaming below the whistle like leading up to that just because I'm like it, the, more, the more this game is, the more this game goes I was like they're gonna score this is gonna be a we just keep trading goals you just have to hit the clock at the right time yeah. I'm yeah. like end this game we are shot we ex- we did the game plan and the game plan didn't call for an extra three back and forth going up and right. down the field so we definitely got away with one there. I don't know what Jack Grealish does on I, that play. I, 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 I saw a tweet. They're like, everyone's assuming that bum would have scored that goal. <laughs> right, right, right. And I, th- I think Vicario maybe charges out there, and he had had a good game leading up to that too. But I agree. It was pretty outlandish. I totally understood where anybody who's a City fan or a City player has frustration. But I know this. this isn't – it's saying a lot and saying nothing at all, but everyone's getting robbed. Everyone yeah. – Everyone now can say they've gotten robbed at least a couple of times. There's the VAR is not accurate. The red cards are not totally. Oh my god! I, I would love to see who's actually gotten more pot. Like, because there's the really bad one against against Spurs. But like, was there a time where wolves, wolves, wolves? wolves yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just joking around. I'm looking at him because he was talking about replaying games. So I'm just messing around with. Which him. I yeah. never talked about. But yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Change the score, not replay the game. That's right. right. You did clarify yeah. that. Um, equally, basically the same thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was we kind of we kind of got away with one there, but I didn't feel like we I didn't feel like we stole anything. I guess I'll put it that yeah. way. We got away with one, but we earned one at that point. City should have handled their business a lot. Dude, earlier. they managed the game horribly, horribly, yeah. <laughs> horribly, horribly. Um, and I don't know. I asked Jalen because I didn't. I didn't see the last clip live, but I was like, "Is Grealish offsides? Maybe the 
linesman said, oh my God. said through the microphone, like, hey, he's off. You call that back. Yeah. But that defeats the purpose of what they're supposed to be doing now, which is to let the play unfold. Yeah, right. but if it's an advantage call, you only have a certain amount of time to like call it back, you know? Yeah, but it there's, there's no mean, way in that headset he got that call that fast. That ball is off. That yeah, is off, mate. <laughs> like there's no way that was just poor. That was poor decision making. I did see something afterwards that like advantage played is completely referee's discretion. Just like when a full time whistle blows, like yeah, it's so yeah. crazy that those are like two things that have could have such an impact on a game. Today. And it's. Yeah. Solely left up to the referee today, which is good. Which is good. Against, I think it's good. Arsenal, yeah, Arsenal. It was like ninety six twenty. Yeah, and Declan Rice and scored. Oh. So it was also the last play of the I game. Told you I wasn't watching that. Sure enough, dude. I hear him yelling. I'm thinking Luton went up. <laughs> I come downstairs and it's Dex. I'm like, dude. It was just. You, like, it was just a cool no. moment in football. It's no, crazy. I, I, I was. Moment. I was such a loser. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I was slumped. Lose. You should be a hater like the rest of us. Doing anything for some dopamine? Watching, watching them. You don't get to watch United. Um. Yeah, so city game management was a little bit sus. I feel like they kind of walked off the field feeling like, oh, you know, we we were robbed of a win. But it's like, and I, I think most people who watch the game, most neutrals would say Spurs at least earned a point, yeah. right? You but, let a yeah. team, you let a team. That's any sport. You let a team hang around. City had the chances to bury Spurs. Like it would could have been four yeah. one at halftime. Yeah, um, they didn't do that. And then you give the other t- team life, hope, and they came back. Like Spurs were in it. And they knew they could hang. So I think, yeah, good on it, Spurs. It's crazy that Holland was so mad at. He missed two. Dude, that's probably why, that's honestly probably hitters. why he boiled over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's you totally. I, mean? I think like, one, of, one of the Robbies pointed that out. It's like I, he's mad not about the call really more so like, oh, my God, so like, annoying. Like I, I, I don't have redemption from crazy yeah. playing miss, terrible. Dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Nick Jackson has gotten a lot of heat for some misses. The first season. one was bad. That the one was, second one, I was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> like, you, yeah. you must yeah. be going through it. What do, you, um, what do you guys think about Pep's comments after the game saying that after the s- draw with Liverpool, was it Arsenal and Spurs, he's now like, more, he's like almost more convinced that if in all the other seasons City were able to win the league, that they'll be very likely to win the league this season. Do you think that's just him backing his team, making a statement in confidence to kind of get them back on track? Or is that... How dangerous City really are! And he I don't get that comment. Say it again. He said that like they've they've drawn three games in a row. Yeah, uh, and in the performances that they've had against the last three matches, last three opponents, Spurs. I think it was Arsenal. Am I missing that? Regardless, it's the last three games. Liverpool. Yeah. He said that if they were able to win the the league in all the other seasons, that this season oh, okay. they're even more likely to win it based yeah. on where they're at. Uh, yeah. Basically, yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of. Yeah, I think that's backing your team. I think it's just kind of it's what you say to the media to be like, relax, because this is Pep Guardiola is like the most chilled person behind the mic. Yeah, as yeah. a manager, even when they're not playing well, even when like even the games that remember the seasons that we were like, oh, City aren't going to win the league this year, right? And they do, and the, oh, the treble, like oh, they're going to focus on the on the Champions League, not the not the Premier League. Arsenal are running away with it. And then they and then Small, we're always going to lose it. Regardless, Pep Pep really <laughs> but Pep never makes promises for hardware, so that's why I think like it was as interesting that he said. I think that he's just being clever. He also like usually at some point he cheese and he says, "Look, like we, there will come a time where we don't win the league, and hopefully <laughs> yeah. everyone still backs us." And it's very tongue in cheek, like. Yeah. 
hey, this could be the season we don't win unless we just win the next 30 matches and then you know, who knows? And then they win the next 30 matches <laughs> right. and then they, yeah, it's over after that. But I, I think because of that and he's gone both ways, I'm like, I just, what's the point of reading into anything that any yeah. coach says? Uh, largely as a whole, I don't even know why we talk to coaches because there's nothing that they're going to say that we really want to hear. All that, that now, all it is is like a setup thing, which we'll get to later, obviously, because that's been a huge theme this week. But yeah. it just seems like it's like a setup thing now. Like four people get to ask questions and it's just the dumb dumbest question they you've want, ever yeah. heard in your entire life and then they the press conference the ends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then the, the manager's like you've now made me so angry i'm just gonna leave because i'm gonna answer the minimum questions but that's really interesting because the one thing that i guess not to get ahead of ourselves but like even i'll see posts from like uh i think it's called like hayers tv or hay tv or something like that they post a lot of press conference stuff mm-hmm. and they'll put in the caption like the quote and then one words in bold like is like um, emphasize with like captions with like um, cap letters and um, you love some sauce Instagram accounts. <laughs> no, it's like, like it's, it's all it's all like press conference respect. stuff. Yeah. And so but like even Ten Hogs Someone's got to keep him in business. It's me. Someone's got to keep giving the views. Uh, yeah, it's uppercase lettering and then like uh, t- it's like Ten Hogs said this but like in the, he's talking and he's just saying it normally but like yeah. they, they like cat um they just make everything bigger. Right. And I'm like, why? Like, this is why are we scary into fonts. This? He's just saying. Different. He's They're just, like, yo, make it bold and then size 74 font. He goes really <laughs> not, not, crazy. not too big, 72, 72. Throw it in italics. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he says the word Sancho, that gets its own slide on Instagram. <laughs> the Sancho is ever, you drop everything you're doing and you make it all about Sancho. Um, yeah, I mean, insane game. I think. Uh, yeah, well earned to get a point. It makes me more upset about the drop points than matches before. I mean, right. Yeah. Who boy, but you know what? It's okay. Got some matches up ahead. Liverpool three, Fulham two. Every goal was that the score? Or was it four three? Or was four, three. three two? It's four three. Okay, Oof, my bad. Yes, yeah. I'm getting an eraser on this thing. <laughs> uh, Liverpool four, Fulham three. Yes. Four of I mean, at least three of the goals I can remember the nicest goals I've seen in quite yeah. some time. I mean, Thank since Garnacho last week, obviously. Yeah. Getting some good. We're getting some uh, nice goals lately. I would say. Yeah, what a match! What a match! And uh, what a right back. There's only one name on the on the docket for that game, and it's Trent. He was he's the difference maker in the match, and True. I don't think anyone can argue that. Two, nah, we all, two we all want to, but midfielder in the back line. We all we all want to, but we we. What does that even mean? We can't argue. <laughs> yeah, and he was also against City. He he netted the equalizer, so I think he's in really good form right now. But it, it is impressive that we were able to just keep fighting back, especially after going behind. I thought when Fulham, I saw Decordova Reed coming off the bench and he's yeah. either equalized or scored the winner against us previously. I think it was the winner. It was when Fulham winner. beat us at Anfield. Reed. Um, and I was like, this guy's going to, he's going to score. And sure enough, go, they go up. I thought that's where the game was going to end. I did not know Endo had, had that in his locker. Oh, that's just right. Like, that was the goal I forgot. Yeah. That was in the, one of the nicest ones. And Jeez. he's just so casual to be completely wide open atop the 18. No pressure uh, granted, but we see those things skied or put so far off frame so regularly because players try to power it through. And if it was Darwin, he definitely would have tried to lace it and it would have <laughs> ended up completely out of the stadium probably. But um, yeah, so... I love that out of Endo. It's good to know that he has that kind of polished touch and that composure in such a big moment, a crucial moment for Liverpool. But the game 
it was just one of those roller coaster rides you had to buckle up for, and I had no idea what the outcome was going to be. McAllister's goal is absolutely that was crazy. insane. Was yeah. it Champions League final when uh, Nabi Keita tried to do the outside of the boot? Uh, shot and it just went so far up. Probably, probably. I've never seen the whole team turn and look so oh, angry. That's yeah. the only player I've ever seen actually get a rise out of Connor. Like that's the only guy in Liverpool you've ever been like, get oh. him out. We need to get him out right now. <laughs> Hung around way too long. Yeah, that guy used to drive me crazy. Um, but credit to Fulham. I think it sucks that they did so much Tough. and walk away with nothing. As many of the like. Lesser sides did. Luton, we see, put in a heck of a shift mm. and then walk away with nothing. But that's the league, and that's that's what you're up against. Um, I will say, we were looking at Kelleher to step up. I think he made some good saves, but I think he could have also been a little bit better on the day. Mm. Tough first prem appearance in quite some time. Yeah, right. Um, and they were kind of bang-bang goals. You couldn't really read any of the trajectory of the balls because they were quick touches, flicks, that kind of thing. Um, but what can I say? I was eager to ask you about the Kelleher, like going into the neck. And I also saw that Allison might be back a little bit earlier than previously anticipated. He's like, come back to training in a couple weeks. But do you feel with Kelleher going into the next few games, do you feel less confident or is there sort of a, no, with, with this team around him, he looked really good in Europa too, um, on the midweek, but We'll find out tomorrow, I guess. I thought it was the assessment was harsh, largely, by the way. I mean, didn't have the greatest game, but I, people that were sort of pointing yeah. at him as like the sole reason. I mean, we've sometimes Liverpool have leaked goals in bunches or right. not looked Even great Allison against the has side. at times. Yeah. Um, and I, I think he, he's a young goalkeeper. The thing that I love to see and that instills a lot of confidence in him is the fact that he he is mimicking Allison's play to a T. Mm. Um, the first goal, the Harry Wilson goal, that quick topo. He's like coming off his line, trying to attack the ball. And then because it took the quick touch off of Wilson, he had to kind of reach back in an attempt to save it. But the fact that he is mimicking Allison's play style to a T makes me so confident in his abilities because it takes confidence to play like Allison. You have to read the game really well. Um, And not only from him closing down angles and space, being quick off his line with our high line, our high back line is, is what he needs to do to be a successful goalkeeper for Liverpool. But also his distribution was pretty impressive. Like he was under pressure a couple times. He still found a player in wide spaces. They were able to control the ball and we retained possession. So seeing those improvements in his game, I think if he stepped on the pitch two years ago, he probably would mm-hmm. only ever clear a ball away, and now he's picking passes. He he's being tidy with his feet, so growing a beard. Yeah, yeah trying. He's doing it's, Allison it's reddish, slowly becoming wow. Allison. Yeah, just t- turning into him. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I thought it was a little bit harsh to say that he had like a poor match, and he's still. It's funny though, because I I did kind of notice he does look like Allison back there a little bit, and I was wondering, is that like a? I I train with him a lot. That's already the type of player he kind of was. Like, I mean, if you're gonna be. It's what works. Yeah. yeah. If you're also if you're gonna like, it's more of a learning relationship. I feel like those two. It's not a competitive one. Like Kelleher knows that he's he's in a really good spot to learn from the best goalkeeper in the world. And mm-hmm. so, um, I think adopting, like you mentioned, his play style <laughs> is yeah. someone marked down the minute. To, hey, please. Yeah, it does. Mean <laughs> I, a lot. I've never said Allison is not Coming the best goalkeeper chair. in the world. Um, but Except yeah, last season, but. And it also plays into regardless. The, I'm the trying to make a point, too. but goddamn, yeah, go Connor's doing everything he can to not take the compliment <laughs> yeah. of the club. So yeah, I just think that it's a, it it boasts well for both Allison and 
in Keller. I'm imagining Allison's going to be some type of coach in the future, depending, like, just seeing how he is as a leader in the Liverpool dressing room. So um, I, I feel like for Keller, it's you just want to soak it up like a sponge because yeah. then eventually he'll get his, his his start or he'll move on and be a starter somewhere else. Yeah, what he showed is he's doing that. And Liverpool has one of their goalkeeper coaches is like this top-class Brazilian goalkeeper, I'm pretty sure. So mm. Keller doesn't really have a choice. Brazilian goalkeeper that never played in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> he's like 50 goalkeeper coach, 60. Goalkeeping coach. Uh, okay. He probably did. No, play. it's just funny. Just imagine, imagine he never played anyone. I'll ask li- you. All Liverpool coaches have to be this like extremely good player back in yeah. the day. When before Four stats players. existed yeah. on on on, it, on the internet. Uh, okay, rank me right now your top three right backs in the Prem this season. Trent. Only need one. <laughs> Annoying. <laughs> Give me three. Give me top three. Okay, Connor, go first. Trent's, Trent's one. Jeez, you're putting me up trips. And okay. And. I mean, it's obviously Kyle Walker. I can just tell oh, you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think of like. No, I knew that teams. if you had registered, I knew you would have thought. Oh about no, that. no, no, no! It's Pedro Porro. I mean, he's a near, he's no, a near, he's an honorable mention. No, I would go those three. Trent, Trent, a healthy Ben White, you could also be an honorable mention. I'm gonna start the pot here a little bit, but you say, wait, is this question for all of us or just yeah, yeah? Okay, well, I was gonna make everybody it, rank the right I backs. So the I, I, it's, just, it's because <laughs> of the Trent Kyle Walker conversation. I'm curious to see what you guys oh, okay, think. Okay, yeah, I mean, I think Trent's number one. Trent's one. I think. Trips is probably number two in my opinion, and yeah, you probably I put Poro Kyle Walker at three, but I'll go Walker for the sake of yeah the point. Jay, I'm going Trips one, Trent two, and then Trips one, huh? Oh, you can't go you can't you can't go Trent one. He doesn't start f- for England. Damn, interesting. Drop that fucking. The, it's funny. Hit. It's funny that the conversation is always about Trent and Reese, and none of them are going to start over Trips or Kyle uh, Walker on the international. Yeah. Well, Trent's going to start in midfield. That's well, this is my point. This no, is my question. Interesting point. That's yeah. uh, that's solid. But well, so, what's your, so what's your three? Trips, uh, Trent at two. Trips, Trent, Kyle. Kyle. Three. Yeah. Stir well, the pot. Um, is Trent Alexander Arnold this new and improved fullback that generational? shift maker that we're seeing or is he just a midfielder playing right back because honestly I think that there's an argument to be made that Trent isn't this like he's a great player and but he's he, playing and just playing the wrong position playing, like I'm not saying he can't play right back for the rest of his career but I think we are I think we're seeing a player play extremely well from a service set piece um perspective and he came for, he, there's a story behind him came through Liverpool's academy um, all these things has won all these things with a really good Liverpool side that he was influential with um, but we've seen fullbacks hit free kicks set you know you know obviously um, be supportive from an assistance assist assist stat sorry mm-hmm. this is really difficult to say that but are we seeing just another really really good midfielder that is just playing in the wrong position and it just is a not genuine, necessarily this is a, a knock question. either this isn't a knock. knock this is just I think the 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 storyline of like this new generational shift maker in the position, but we're see we've seen players be like this, and I think he would just like we've he could play midfield and do all that. Mm. Connor, I, he can't I, defend. <clears throat> he can't defend as well as we think he can. He can defend, and I think that's a part of his game that you are selling short. I don't think he would thrive as well playing as a true midfielder because he doesn't get the liberty or the protection of the sideline. Um, as an outside back, there's a lot less elements to consider when, and sure, he drifts in field, but even his heat map from the game on the weekend, a lot of his time is spent on on the right-hand side of the pitch, and 
and passive maps. He's offered that security of the touchline, and that's something that when I analyze a midfielder, the vision that you have to play midfield, you have to have to play midfield at the highest level is incredible, and your awareness is top. Like you have to be able to feel people around you without even seeing him. You have to be checking your shoulders twenty four seven. I don't think Trent has the ability to do that to become a true all-star midfielder. So that's because he hasn't been playing in the position. Yeah, arguably. I think that speaks to yeah. his ability. It would be interesting to see him get a run of games yeah, there for... I, I'm just saying, like... But, like, would he be a six? I don't know if he'd be a six. Yeah, I think he'd be an eight. Right? Maybe, I, but... I guess it, dep- it, define, it depends <laughs> on how you want to... It, like, it, it's how you want to define the position now. And I guess I have a very, like liberal view of the wing back which is one of the things i love about it it's one of the that's you guys know how how infatuated i am with the position it's because i love the variance of it i love that there's all different kinds i love your shout for trip as the best right back because even though i might have ranked them differently i'd probably go walker trent or trip or i'd switch walker and trent maybe but i just how i look at it is trent is still asked to do a lot of the like crossing in the whippings and the outlet passes down like in the in the flats sort of down in the corner and that's where i think is a super important part for a wing back to be able to do like would i say it's the most important part no defense is added in and i'd probably disagree disagree with you and i don't i don't i think there's pretty much everything left to be desired defensively but nowadays you can kind of make up for it with good center backs and my whole point is what he does as a wing back, the the pinpoint cross, that's like how he's made his name kind of, yeah. you know. The free kicks are like a, a midfielder thing. It's he looks like a midfielder when he does stuff like that, but from a delivery standpoint, I'm like he's kind of and I think he kind of is sort of changing the position a little bit. And I think I think like the modern day wing back is more or fullback is a wing back nowadays, but I would put that label over the likes of like Pedro Poro mm-hmm. or um like I'm not gonna say compare Semedo, but like Semedo, like these like fast pacey players get that all make overlapping runs, and they're more like wingers rather than Trent is more like a midfielder. Um, I, I look at Trent more as like a midfielder as a fullback rather than a winger as a fullback, and the wing back position is a winger that's playing fullback. Well, I mean, if you, I just feel like what you're saying is that he's just a more polished fullback. I don't, I don't really see the comparison to being a midfielder. I wouldn't say he's a polished fullback. Because he's his defensiveness has a lot of a lot to be left desired, and I think Kyle Walk, I think Trippier is a polished fullback two because sides. he can do two yeah. sides. I, I That's what I like I about that ranking. I mean, I understand that, but like as a fullback, if you're a normal fullback, you're not going to be able to be in the midfield. Like you're not good enough to do that. Well, Trent is in based off heat mass and based off. So wouldn't that make him better as a fullback because he's able to do the characteristics of someone? in a more, like, I don't want to say more important position, but a more technical and polished position. Yes, I'm not saying him being there isn't going to make him successful. I'm not saying that he can't do the job. Like, he doesn't not belong as a fullback. I'm just saying that the more he's going forward, the more style of play we see him inverted and in those midfield positions, it's you can make a case that he's he can transition to that position. And I'm just saying removing this the the headline that he is changing the way the fullbacks are playing because I think it's di- I think the way that fullbacks are different nowadays is they go forward more they make overlapping runs more they're pacey they're like wingers that just play fullback 
That's more of what I'm saying with a modern yeah. wingback. <laughs> like Gareth Bale well, was that Gareth Bale played left back for a while, and then he made transition to left wing, left left winger, and he was kind of like ahead of his time in terms of like he could have made it as a left wing back potentially because if he started now compared to that. So yeah. what would you classify Danny Alves as like a ten? Because he was, I mean, he had best of both worlds where he was able to play. Defensively and going forward, was he that great of a defender? Like he's most—he's most. I mean, he's most that's he's, you guys are way too harsh on. Trent. He's most known for his attacking ability. If you go top right backs of all time, you're probably going to put Danny Alves. Yeah, he definitely was. But I'm just <clears> saying that. But Trent, it's, Trent's, but Danny Alves' style of a player playing going forward, I think, is different from how Trent does things. Yeah, it, Trent's but, is more transformative. Tr- I think Trent's is more is more. Possession, like control the game more than it is the Denny Alves was. I know, but still offensively, that benefits you. At, I, I just don't. I just don't think he's a midfielder. I think he's just a very good fullback. I think he can defend. Does he do it at the best of his abilities as Juan Basaka or like or Trippier or Trip? Like maybe not. Because a lot but, of the same things about Poro too. There are like similar the off, comparisons, but the offensive ability like overcomes that with how good he is going forward. That it makes him such a threat at fullback. Yes, I'm. That's what I said. He would be. He is a threat at fullback. He is a good player. I'm just saying, like, I don't think he's shifting the game that other fullbacks are doing. I, I mean, I think he is, and I think to Tristan's point, he needs to be in a wide area to be as lethal as he is. Like, he can spray a 90 yard diagonal ball and put it on someone's foot. If yeah, you're not, you can do if that. You can do that no, in midfield, and no, you can't because your your back's to play. You have to pick it up, turn, and then. You're just spraying long diagonals. It's a lot different when you can cut across a field and skip lines of pressure, and the defense has to shift from one side of the pitch to the other, as opposed to breaking lines through the middle. I We've think, seen midfielders I think those are extremely different. play diagonal balls because they drop deep. That's why I think Trent would favor Wells an eight where he's box to box and more. I, I think you're making. I don't think he inverts as much as you think he does. I'm not saying he inverts I, I as much as I think I do. If, if you want to make that argument, then like, is John Stones more of a midfielder than a defender? Is a Kanji more because no, they play John's, they play centrally and in midfield more than Trent does. We've seen John Stones success, successfully get better at defending, so I think he could he fits at center back. But that's because he plays in City's team and they dominate more possession. You're like you're willing to accept arguments for. Certain defenders or other players, but not for Trent because he plays. Oh, I'm in a saying Trent can play right back, but I don't think John Stones has changed the game. I don't think Trent has either. As John a fullback. Stones played, he was like the best, one of the best defenders last season because he played but in I'm, an I'm inverted midfielder. I don't role. think he's changed the, the what a center back is though. from the from the change. Think about tell me what you think about this statement from a change the game perspective. If you were to rank like the all time best Premier League right backs, if I were to. Trent would certainly be in my top five, but I know yeah. for a fact he wouldn't be my number one. I know for a fact he wouldn't be my number Even if he wins a couple more trophies and retires, he still wouldn't. Here's what I'd say about Trent and whether you think this is as as effective, this is as impressive is up to you. But I think he is that influential in changing the wing back position. I think he will be the number one name people think of, of, oh, the game has changed now where some guys in positions are now playing like other positions based on how it is effective in the team. So I think that's in itself really impressive. Yeah, he would be the number one guy to maybe have. He's more influential than we we realize, but the both sides of the ball thing, it's like it's a shoe in for Walker for me would be my argument of the best prem right back ever. But it's like Lee Dixon, you still have to shout Gary Neville because he played both sides decently well or defended very well. So that's that would be a knock to Trent, I guess. But at the same time... 
He could end his career with 200 goal contributions. Yeah, and he could say that's no right back will ever do that again because no right back does it like me because I'm not a typical right back by any means. And and I could see the argument more if football played with outside mids, like but football isn't played now with left mids or right mids. I think Trent, again, needs to be in a wide area to be as lethal and contribute as much as he does from an attacking perspective. But if you, when he gets pulled into like a central midfield role is where I think that's where you have to say that he's better served as a right back. And I mean, I don't, I know the conversation is like midfielders is Trent just a midfielder playing right back. I don't think there's a single midfielder in the premier league that could play right back as well as Trent does like, and not even close. Like you can't pull. So why, why would you say Trent's just a midfielder playing right back when he's clearly his own breed? If no midfielder can play right back as well as he does. Yeah. That's that's I agree with Connor's statement there. It, may, it makes sense. And it's interesting that again the position has such variance now that we can oh my god, scary. Like drop. It's such variance now that we can kind of make these connotations as to like who would, would rank where. But we do have to jump on to other subjects. Manchester United Less so much the football topic, but we're banning journalists now. Is that no, <laughs> that's not actually how I feel about it. But uh yeah. Andrew, tell me what you feel about the whole situation. I guess what you learned in the last 24 hours or so. Yes. I'm really thirsty. I need to get some water. I'm right back. Go for it. Um, so based upon the news breaking today, Manchester United have banned Sky Sports, ESPN, Manchester Evening News, and The Mirror. Uh, this was after some headlines were released around internal turmoil with the locker room. Um coming from Ten Hag, not for publishing stories we don't like, but for doing so without contacting us first to give us the opportunity to comment, challenge, or contextualize. Um, so that's kind of like the gist of it based off what I read. I'm not going to quote his whole his whole piece, but I think in terms of journalism credibility, that's something we've seen gone down the shitter from any industry. Um, for example, Dave Portnoy was had some headlines against him like recently remember when he called a journalist oh, um, yeah, on yeah. the spot and talked about how they did not even get it like get his opinion on it and it right. was for an event that he was holding so and that showed journalism um you know at like journal journalists and their morals that like this in this day and age will take that route so i don't disagree that the um you know football journalists aren't stirring up fake stories for the sake of headlines and tags and all and all this engagement so i don't really think banning certain journalists is a really that big of a deal i think if they made a story that wasn't true and they've been doing it consistently i don't know if they have been but they in this case if they are then all credit to ten hog and manchester united doing that i think you have to protect the club and protect the players do i think some of it's true yes yeah 100 percent. um but in terms of you know running with stories and obviously doing checks and balances with some of these things, it can really lead to some slander and defamation depending on the severity of the conversations that are being put out there. So um, yeah, I think, I think it's interesting. What do you guys think? Well, you know, as a, former journalism student our local journalist like like (laughs) to think I'm, I can easily play devil's advocate here. I totally agree with the fact that look, it's difficult. Like I think they're, they're an ideal world. Journalists have a lot of amount of time after a game, and the questions they ask are good. They ask things that you actually, you know, interesting facts about the game. They ask about what the thoughts on tactics were. 
largely, as I've said before, we give coaches way too much time behind the mic. There's too much they're not allowed to say. They're not willing to share a lot of the game plan, and that makes sense. They're supposed to keep everything behind closed doors because that's the agreement of the team. Everything is supposed to stay behind closed doors. So it's counterintuitive for somebody to get up and spill the beans about team stuff. And by nature, it's just I never really got why we give coaches so much time behind the mic, players too, for that matter. Um, in terms of the shitty questions that are asked, it's like what were the four the four Sky, publications? ESPN, Manchester Evening News, and the Mirror. And largely, dude, yeah. those have really gone downhill in recent years. Like they're in the eyeballs game still, and that's kind of what they're committed to. So I, I when they get up and they ask a really dumb question or they plant a story that's more drama than anything else, it's like to get clicks and eyeballs because that's what the market demands. They have to attain X amount of eyeballs. Every article they come out with now, they're kind of like held to their, they're prisoners of their own standard. So it's like, they really don't have a choice, but to ask the dumbest questions you've ever heard. But I would love to see some type of market change or some type of, they only let yeah. the smaller publications in. think about that. Think about if United was like, we're only going to let in the like four least circulated newspapers in Manchester, because those are the ones who are not right now, like fighting each other for dumbass stories about Sancho or the locker room falling out. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that that's an exact answer, but I would like to see them try something. That's why I do credit them for banning some of these guys who I really, frankly, are just like fake journal. Yeah. They're like TMZ people, basically. <laughs> I mean, I agree <clears throat> with the decision. Um, I'm not, I don't know much about, I don't follow journalism as much as you, obviously. The scores? As, yeah, the scores. Journalism scores? But de- it's definitely just from like a, I don't want to say man to man statement in this. I would rather say like a bu- like business practicality. Like there's always whenever you read a post and it's like you get really annoyed that it's short, but it's because at the end they said we asked Manchester United for a comment and they declined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they always end with that, and then suddenly you're Manchester United's like the hell is this? Mm-hmm. Like you guys didn't ask us about this. Mm-hmm. Someone easily could have just been like no, yeah, but like which is fine. It only adds to your article. I don't really yeah. know how that like. I agree. It, I no, I know. I know what you're saying. It's 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 just like kind of weird to just like suddenly like you're like all these journalisms or journalists like outposts are just gonna be like play hardball and just be like we're yeah. just gonna make this shit up. Yeah, I think. I mean, you have the freedom to make a, you know, you have the freedom to give your own opinions. Freedom of the press, obviously, all those things are wel- are welcomed, and we should do that. But it, it comes to a point where if a club doesn't want you there, then and you've been doing it consistently, then so be it. That's like, that's what you get essentially. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, f- I feel like I should be more like, b- look, we're banning journalists now. What's the next? Like, no, it's not like that. I, I, there's obviously the things that I wish tra- you looked into the camera. <laughs> My eyes were it. crossed everybody, but I, you don't get that. That's again, that's just for the boys. But um, it, it seems like it opens up a dangerous can of worms. Cause now it's like, Oh, any journalist who writes anything negative, we could end up banning them from the stadium, you know, but I, do, I don't get the feeling that that's what this was for United. And again, I'm it's biased. Just, it's like, is it permanent or is it just this one? It's just, Probably for as long as they say. Yeah, I can't imagine it's permanent, but no. it's the fact Sky that it was Sky. Not, yeah. Dude, the fact that it was Sky and ESPN, I'm like back in United on this because I'm like, yeah, it's really not good. good. It's really yeah. not good. You should direct your Manchester United attention elsewhere to like, again, I, big newspaper guy, find a small newspaper, but like the, the YouTube is where the best stuff is now for better or for worse. Yeah. Like, but yeah, it, it, they were banned from Tuesday's news press conference. So yeah, and journalists is the quote is journalists should not go around our back. Yeah. I guess that's the thing that I'm kind of interested about. Right. Is like, Ten Hag, 
made the statement to these, these publications are banned. I, th- I think he's fully in his right to do that, especially because it's Manchester United, he needs to protect what he has and things can go south so quickly there, especially after a loss. Um, so I think he's fully in his right to do that. I guess, I guess the one thing that I'm kind of struggling with is the fact that he, he asked, and I know you can't like, you don't get an audit on everything journalists say, cause that's just not how it works. But he's like in the statement, he said that it's because they didn't let them know that they were going to be making this publication about losing 50% of the locker room. So whether he's saying that that's true or not by not denying it, I have no idea, but it's like, why would a journalist come to you with a fake headline just so you're aware of it and then they're still allowed to publicize it just mm-hmm. so you're equipped to respond? Right. Maybe that's just because they can't step on what a journalist is going to put out there. They just need to be aware of it. But, like, why would a journalist come to you with a fake headline? Like, I'm not – if I'm going to go say something in the press, I'm not going to – and it's completely outlandish or at least framed to be that way, I'm not going to go show the people that it's about. Yeah. If that's right. the game the journalists are playing. So I guess I guess that's kind of just a weird ask in the situation. Is like, let them show us this just so we're prepared. This but, is the story we're going to run with. Do you want to comment on this? Do you right. want to confirm or deny this right now? But, I, think that's what, I think that's what you do, though. Yeah, I think that's journalism. Yeah. I mean, but it's like, do you want to, it's like, okay, do you want to make a comment on this? No, clearly, obviously, no, I don't. Because anything I say will not be good. So, and and it makes sense because that's true. Anything that you do say will get spun negatively somehow. You're not allowed to say, you can't be truthful, really. It's just, that's not how you talk to the press, unfortunately. And it makes it difficult for the press. It makes them frustrated. It makes the people being asked questions frustrated. It just creates a, a really shit situation. Yeah. So, God, I don't know that it was the exact right answer. I like that we were trying something that actually is too. being taken. Like, And I like that it's the big... Sucks to be united, though, because... Let's make an example just, out of ESPN. You just, know, like, despite Ten Hag making what we all view as a good decision... I can only imagine the next articles written by those publications and the journalists in the room at United is going to yeah. be a lot more skewed. Yeah. Well, yeah. dig themselves a deeper I hole. S- the only thing about it is just like, I know like these journalists like ask questions at the end of like these meetings and like we think it's like the only, they're like in the facilities a lot of the time. Like they're around, like Ten Hogs definitely talked to these guys and like had like normal yeah. conversations. Right. So definitely when he started, he was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, like there's no, there's like a relationship there where you can't fully trust journalists, but you also, you know, you have a relation, it's a business, it's a work relationship at that point. Yeah. It's like you don't want to spill everything, but you, you talk to them, you give them insight and that's really it. And I think, you basically you scratch their back, they scratch yours, kind of look at it. They, but, I, I hope yeah. they they let like the smallest three newspapers and it's like the Manchester <laughs> Goth News or something. <laughs> it's like a guy in all black makeup and he's like, how do you feel about skeletons? <laughs> and Eric's always like, what? <laughs> he's like, what have like, I done? But I'll take that. I'll feel uh, that Eric, Eric, Frogs <laughs> Monthly. Uh, how, what do you think about frogs? And they're like, I don't, uh, they're great. <laughs> they're in the room. This actually is worse than having the evening sun in here, to be honest with you. But I guess on top of that, not to extend the conversation long, but we can see that there has been some other news from Nemanja Matic and his experience at United talking about players showing up late, um, you know, fines being collected for like a party, but it was uh, COVID kind of put that in the mud. Um, I think he mentioned... Sancho and Pogba being two oh, players. Dude, right when he said that name, I was like, this motherfucker cannot mm. deny what's being said about him. Yeah. I was just like, mm. I mean, like, I defended him at that time about, like, sticking up for yourself. But, like, 
More when news it, gets let out. When it yeah. got let out, like, oh, like we showed you, and then it's like coming out in, what is that, a year ago, two oh, years ago? Yeah, almost yeah. two years ago. Saying, like, this guy's been late since then, so, like, mm-hmm. now he's probably reading it like, ah, shit. <laughs> yeah, damn. And apparently, like, oh, cat's out the bag on that one. And apparently, like, in the locker room being lost headline, they mentioned that the players being upset that Sancho's still training alone, but if you have the right mindset, you shouldn't care. And the whole idea of like players being catered to like needing more, needing less, less running, less this, you get paid 300,000 pounds a week. Like go out there. You mustn't forget about the wages. Yeah. Like these people get paid a lot of money to run. Especially in the day. So when you get upset, open your mouth and stuff a bunch of money in there (laughs) and you'll shut up and everything works out. (laughs) Literally. So I, I think that there's still things to be, you know, questionable on in terms of the mentality of these players i think it's probably like a handful i wouldn't even say it's more than half Mm -hmm. uh but you know one player can kill an entire dressing room so right uh, if it's four that's still a huge issue and um especially for older players yeah in that case the ogs but um yeah i think there's still things to be worried about we didn't we played horribly against newcastle players were walking marcus rashford not gonna like, not gonna say oh, a player was walking and not yeah. say who it was, but <laughs> everyone does. And um, yeah, it, this club is at a <laughs> it, we have it's been a tumultuous like, year for you. It's been a tumult. I mean, shit has happened with Ronaldo with talking about yeah, all the true. issues. It's tumultuous, and, and it's barely about the football. Yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hardly, I mean, like, yeah. hardly about that's the so football. We played poorly against Everton, yes, but we've played. We, we've had a string of good wins. Newcastle, sorry, Newcastle. Newcastle's um, bad. Yeah, that was bad. a that was, that was yeah, a poor bad. one. And so I think the football was bad, but I think that the football can still be improved and we're in the right I think we're still in the right direction. I just think that so much circulates outside of this club. I talked about it before. Ten Hag is an ambassador for this club and he's trying to cover all areas. He's a shink, he's a sinking yeah. ship. There's holes in the club and he's the one like holding it up together. Shoot. I think Shoot. I, I think <laughs> it, I think if we had anybody else, we would be completely fucked. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think we would. I agree with you there. Like, I think if we I had agree, any manager, yeah. I don't think any like no one could do what he's doing right now. In my opinion. Coming yeah. from someone who doesn't rate Ten Hag, I agree with you. There's no captain that could that could bring that ship to to shores. Right. <laughs> 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 That's the way I'd wrap that up. Okay. Not that we can spend too much time on this, but I did want to ask you guys each about your clubs because December can be a very scary month at times, especially in the prime with the congestion. We're each going to go through our clubs. I'm going to run you quickly through the games you have in December. I want you to let me know what the best case scenario that you are expecting for your club is. Real Madrid is first. Uh, so there's only you guys only play four games in December, but it's at Batiste. It's versus uh, Union Berlin. It's a Champions League, and they're really bad this year. Uh, it's versus Villarreal and at Alaves. You're in first right now, Jay. Not by much. I think Girona's nipping at your heels. Same with, or are you in second Just or third? Two or three points, uh, points. Girona and Barcelona, uh, it's funny the rhymes, are also sort of up there at the top. What's the best case scenario for December? You're expecting to win every single of those matches? I can see us losing against Batiste because they've been put, they're, they're in a good run of form. Isco is like nine man of the matches out mm. of like 14 this year. Um we have another injury, uh, Danny Carvajal, so we don't have a right back, and we have to put Lucas Vasquez, and he sometimes plays like he is part of a U14 team. <laughs> uh, so it can, it can, we just have a lot of injuries, man. I, Union Berlin, I honestly could care less about just because... you got to play a crazy team for that one, right? Like, you're already through, well, aren't you? We're already through. I don't think we can lose first, so that's the reason why I don't really care, but I feel like... Two like our better chance is just to win. Yeah, like it, 
champ, like who you get matched up against. Keep your momentum. We'll yeah. probably get matched up against PSG if they go through. So <laughs> um, Wouldn't that be nice? Then Alaves, uh, they're not very good, so I mm-hmm. don't really. But we just have a lot of injuries, so, so I just three wins and a loss, and maybe get healthy. It, it's we'll wait until February. Yeah, That's when most yeah, people yeah. Will come back. If I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm licking my chops looking down the barrel of December because there's really only one difficult game. You play Sheffield, Crystal Palace, uh, Union St. Galois. That's Europa League in case you're wondering. United, which should be a Liverpool win at this point. West Ham, which is EFL. Arsenal, which will be a tough one, obviously, in Burnley. So, again, it's like if you only if you were going to only drop one match, it should be Arsenal. But, I mean, there is some serious pointage to be had there for the men in red. Right? Is the best case? What is it for you? Yeah, I mean, I think if we can remain second through it all, I think our league form is what I'm most focused on. Um, the Arsenal matchup, I believe that's FA Cup. We December twenty third. We drew. No, it's it's a you it did, you, you get them in in New all, Year's yeah, though. We drew them in the yeah. FA then Cup you see third that's round. a crazy drawing, <laughs> dude. Crazy early to be playing brutal. One of the best teams in the Prem. So we'll see what we'll see what happens there. But as far as December goes, remain healthy. We've yeah. been lucky enough to be healthy enough, I guess is how I would uh, say that goes. And just continue the momentum, concede a few less goals, and handle our business. Mm. I can see you losing the West Ham. I could too. Just like, Dropping it's, points, it's all going to depend where the games are played. Just a Jared Bowen counterattack. <laughs> yeah. to, to come out of December without any points lost. Home versus Arsenal too, that's big. That'll be an exciting watch. I think that's one that we probably are more likely to show up in. But I think one of the games where Klopp is going to rest some guys could teeter. Uh Not to interrupt again, but what was it? Was it? uh, What's the Premier League thing for Amazon? Is that when Arteta was playing the Anfield music on the speaker? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) All or nothing. Training. Yeah. Yeah. It's done COVID. Such an American coach thing to do. (laughs) Such a hardo. That's like like Southern. That's like Southern. uh, What's Southern Southern Baptist University? (laughs) Speaker. We're all gonna wear headphones with people screaming in them the whole time. You can't hear yourself think. You need your grits. <laughs> it's going crazy. Uh, so Manchester United have a little bit of a tougher sky. I was actually wager to say they have a very difficult December yeah. out of them. Home versus Chelsea, home versus Bournemouth, home versus Bayern, at Liverpool, at West Ham, uh, home versus Aston Villa. Yikers. Oh, my gosh. I mean, fuck is... Bayern, right? No gives a shit about the no, Bayern match at this point. You should start a bunch of 18-year-old kids because I think Bayern might do the same thing, honestly. Beat Chelsea. Beat Chelsea tomorrow. Big one. Yeah, big who's, one. who's tomorrow? I mean, Bournemouth. So you got Chelsea tomorrow, then Bournemouth. Beat Chelsea, beat Bournemouth. Bayern. Lose the Bayern. Liverpool. Lose Liverpool. West Ham. Draw. Draw. What about Villa? Lose. Not draw. So no, it's lose, like, lose, lose. It's like a, I think we basically you just said like two, two, and two throughout the month of December, yeah. maybe something like that. Yeah, honestly, two, two, and two throughout the month. I don't know. They can go for any of the, like, in yeah. general, like are it doesn't you, matter. Are you predicting to beat Bournemouth, or are you are you like like you're standing as they say on business? Yeah, are you standing on business that you're going to beat? Bournemouth? Or are you like, or is it like we're, be, we're beating Bournemouth? <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, we're I think so. So I yeah. think it'll be Bournemouth. I think it'll go exactly kind of how you've you been just better said. against the lower teams lately. So yeah, I, they, I, usually, yeah. they bury them. I'm like I'll, a late goal, like the 80th minute, they get like a go, <laughs> one nothing win. That's usually a game where I'm like, God, they're, lose, not, they're losing. They're losing two one. It's a PK also. Anything. Football related, you'd like to see whether it's like health or a player getting his form back. Like, I mean, positivity, maybe. I think just, yeah, I think just positivity, and that comes with results. I think showing up against the teams that we should beat, that's really it. I don't, yeah, I mean, injuries are coming, but we're getting players back now, yeah, throughout this month. So, um, 
I'd like to see a switch up in the squad with center back. I'd like to see Varon get minutes. I'm sure he will, considering the pack schedule. So he's still on the bench when's, uh, every game. When's Robertson supposed to be back? Uh, not for a while yet. Oh surgery. yeah, Timmy Goss got fucking. He always bullied. looks so tired. He needs to take a nap. Timmy Goss. Yeah. He's got bags under his eyes. I'm not sure if it's like a condition or something, but he needs to get some more sleep. <laughs> yeah. He's got I, baggy eye syndrome. I will say on the United front, a lot of games is probably good for you because there's less time to talk about other things. Yeah, we just go. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Who knows? Maybe you'll get a crazy win versus Tottenham. Biden. What's on the docket, So we're in fifth right now. We're clinging on to fifth barely. Uh, we are home to West Ham on Thursday. We're home to Newcastle. We're at Forest. We're home to Everton. We're at Brighton, and we're home versus Bournemouth. I wouldn't say that's like a murderer's row of matches. Um, there are some difficult ones. West Ham is always for will ever be a cursed match for us. So I am already that's no, that's going to be a bloodbath where Suchek and Mike Michael Antonio go off each, and it goes insane. But um, I mean, Newcastle, I feel are a bit gettable right now. I still fear them as a as a club because they still have potent players. But I mean, they're gettable. Forest, Everton, Brighton haven't been great in Bournemouth. I mean, what I'll say is from a positive standpoint, unfortunately, guys like Madison, guys like Van de Ven, they'll be out well into the new year. We Benton Core will be out till February. Whatever we got in December, I would like to see us get some sort of unit there, get some sort of run of matches, whether it's a draw or getting away. You know, don't just shit the bet on those games. Let's try and get some semblance of form headed into getting some of these guys back so we have some stuff to build off of. Like, so I hated the three dropping three games in a row because I'm like, dude, if we just lose every single game until <laughs> these guys come back, it's like we'll feel more handcuffed that we need them out there. So it's like, let's get some backup guys in and get yeah. It seems like Hoiberg's pretty happy now, too. Say, he's been getting... What players do you anticipate leaning on the most in that kind of second unit? Basuma's, I don't think, is, he'll keep getting minutes and he'll be back into it, but he's had a rough couple games. So Hoiberg, I noticed, too, when players are unhappy, they never post on Instagram uh, about the game, you know? Like, yeah, you yeah. can tell the guy's checked out. If besides he, Zach Steffen. Besides <laughs> Zach Steffen. He's, he's all about it. But <laughs> if you if they never post anything, like, Hoiberg had not posted a single Spurs-related story or post any game he got in, and you could tell he was just pissed. He was one foot out the door. After the CD game, he puts up a picture and says, we go again with a picture of him in the Spurs uniform. And I'm like... Fuck, maybe we're like kind of reeling it back in a little bit. I totally get him wanting him saying I'm a first team player who should be playing every match. I'm not going to knock him because I agree. But he was subtweeting that whole time. Yeah, he really was. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, he was like on a burner, like you got to play him. Um, but I've been really impressed with him, and I think he'll get a lot more minutes, and that'll be great. Lochelso as well, the resurgence of Gio Lochelso. I was rated him. <laughs> yeah, that's I did. I'm, you not, did. Even, no, I'm you're not, right. not even kidding. I always thought he was. A good there was player. a few. There was a pocket of people I think that always really rated him, and I'm like, damn. I mean, Kulu's filled in that role well, but if he can kind of be the. Did Mourinho want him when he was at United? No, nobody wanted him. <laughs> nobody really. Oh, Lochelso and Ndombele came over like together at the same yeah, time. So, yes. Yeah, it was a Mourinho guy. Sorry, I was always thinking of Conte, and I got kind of triggered for a second. No, no, same Mourinho. <laughs> no, Conte ruined everything. That was good about our <laughs> team, actually. Right. Oh, Conte, yeah, he ruined my life for a year straight. Um, so yeah, we we could you know put together some runs in December, but you guys each owe me a howler, and you each owe me a, a baller of the weekend. Just start howler. Let's start by with the howler. Does anyone have a howler that jumped out at them? Holland's Mar- miss. Uh oh. Oh, okay. Right. Holland's right. miss. Marcus Rashford. Rashford. Just just walking. Just as hot. Walking. Just walking. <laughs> gets, that new, gets, that new, that. gets that new deal. Back with his girl. Back with, like, just oh, <laughs> fucking yeah, run, dude, man. Yeah. Seems so kinda, he's good at running. Yeah. Like, that's one of the aspects of your game at this point is you're 
fast and you can run. If you're not playing well either, like you got to yeah. work harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. kind of how it works. Put in the shit. That that's a great point. Like even if you're standing there going, I know I'm in, right now incapable of helping this team get better. I'm just gonna bust my ass down the line for a match. You know, I don't I'm know like, how you could get like a three hundred thousand pound paycheck deposited into your account every two weeks and you like don't run. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think it's kind of wild. No, you feel like man. you're straight up robbing a living. Like I, I totally. <laughs> I'm not, I don't bring up the money thing a lot, but like fucking, a, I, that pisses me off. But it's but it's around the holidays and it gets expensive for us, uh, us normal folk yeah. who have a thing called boiling over spend. people. Yeah, yeah. I don't have 16 bathrooms in my house. <laughs> One that I only use for farts. Our <laughs> 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 bathroom. Oh, I got a fart. I go to my fart bathroom. Be right back. There's nothing in there. Just Why are you peeing in the fart bathroom? That's not for pee. Even though there's a toilet in there. Um, okay, who's who's Howard Jay? Uh, mine is Sheffield as an institution. <laughs> <laughs> They're just There's a whole Chris idea. Wilder coming back. Yeah, Holly McBurney, man. This is like a yeah. four part Howler. You, like, you see his post match press conference for tomorrow. He was like, he's like, when you're playing at uh, Bradmore Lane, it's just it, under the law. It's no, he's like, he's like talking about he's like coming up against Liverpool. Yeah. He's like, there's not, there's no other place like it in, in, in English football. Like, we're gonna go out there, we're gonna play hot. Like, it was, he was just, he was hype. I actually respect it, but it's just, I him saying that, them like Liverpool going there, yeah, smashing yeah. five against them. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, it is just sad work going on over there. I feel bad, but. Is they like losing five to if it was any other club, I would have been like, All right, it makes me but think being I know it, being that it was Burnley, I was just like, That is trenches. I, but it's because I was Burnley, I was like, Do we just not know anything about the bottom three? Like, if they played each other a hundred times, would it ever be five nothing again? Like, I get it's indicative of yeah, maybe like are Burnley that much better than Sheffield, no. or are they like they were up a man. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. I'm, it, it's championship that. football. And I feel like championship football, no matter what you do on a day is. Dude, if there's a situation a where, you, where you must fire your coach, it's that though. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, I'd be like, even if I'm the owner's sorry, like, dude, I, I really don't want to do this, but we've just lost five, nothing to a team that is equally as dog shit as we are. Like you must go. Dude. <laughs> it's just the three of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. also like Chris Wilder having like the worst season of all time with Sheffield. Dude, why they, yeah. Like record setting. Yeah. Like, they got to chill. Have an interim for a couple games. It won't look great, but sometimes you get that luck where the interim comes in and they like yeah. beat a sick team. But dude, like don't, Wilder feels the most uninspired appointment, yeah. dude, for a club that's really deep in the trenches right yeah. now. Um, is it my turn? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going also Holland, but I'm going the fact that he was on Twitter within 15 minutes of the game <laughs> ending, quote tweeting videos online, being like, "What the fuck? I'm so mad and right now!" Dad, like, like and quote tweeting right after. You're so like, right, oh, Erling. Oh, I also saw this video. It's like at Alfie Holland four <laughs> four eight nine ten. Uh, yeah, I mean it's. It would, I, I just found it hilarious that I'm like, I see the game end and I turn and I'm just scrolling on my phone. I'm like, oh, he's tweeting now. Like the camera ends and you don't see those players anymore, but I'm imagining him walking to the tunnel with the hair flowing behind him and just sitting down in his locker room and being like, see, look. <laughs> and they're all like, Erling, put the phone down and just relax. But yeah, the, the Erling Twitter tirade. Yeah. It's a good call. Baller. I keep forgetting mine. I have to like look at the team logo to remember. I can go name. first. Go first. Please. I'll go Brennan Johnson, who finally, I mean, he, he's been good since getting to Spurs, I think, but he really oh. came up big, was a huge problem for City's defense. His raw quickness, I think, will be a huge problem if he can stay healthy when we're full strength. So Brennan Johnson was my baller. I was really impressed with him. My baller is Enzo Fernandez. I think that's twice I've picked him. But um, Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, one of his biggest knocks from people is he doesn't score goals. I mean, one was a penalty, but he did score twice, got a brace. Um, and that was just a good match. I thought it was so funny. Someone someone uh, put a picture of Chelsea celebrating, and then they zoomed in on Caicedo. And it said, it said like, Chelsea has mad ex-Brighton players, and, like, <laughs> no one is as happy as Caicedo <laughs> when they won. It was a yeah. picture of him. He was like, <laughs> yeah, he was probably fired up. I do think that pivot is like moments from being the first highly functional thing about Chelsea right now. Yeah, they're close. Caicedo, I don't know what brain fog he was in the that first midfield. Three, that first three games yeah. that he played, man, that boy looked like... Was, he, he was, was, he was lucky awful, to be on dude. the pitch. Yeah, he was really... just. It was the purely the money. He was like, we've literally spent too much to say you already, but I would love. we would love Now to he's a little bit growing into himself. He's been better, dude. He still he, should have been sent off against Brighton. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, well, clearly that's not consistent. Anyway, he's full of hate. Connor, you're going to hate mine, but I'm going to get Martin Odegaard. Oh, Tom. I hate that. Because Arsenal. You think I'm an Arsenal I also hate that pick, but I I mean, he balled out on Saturday, so. He's been, I mean, I've been, I talk a lot of smack about that guy, throws of the season. I'll I'll own up to it, but he's he's turned up. I still think leaves some to be desired in in big games, but that's just my bias talking at this point. Yeah, he's, (laughs) he's been balling out. And the, dude, also, hot take, extremely hot take, extremely. Oh, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Extremely hot take. Oh, boy. <laughs> this one might end up. I'm worried. We might have to end early. These yellow kits are starting to grow on me. Oh. oh. I, was oh. Way I was too, but that's not Jaylen a good take wasn't. either. I still somehow surpassed Jalen's expectations. Are you oh, my I was watching gosh. him today, and as much as the result broke my heart. Dude. Cut it out. Oh. Dude, widely oh. Arsenal have the best catalog of kits of any football club that's ever existed. I will throw your respect. I know, dude. It pains me to say it. <laughs> you know that picture of Mourinho when he has the headset? And he's like... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that's that moment. That'll be used, dude. I, I, it, it sucks more than anything to say, but every time I see a vintage no, Arsenal dude. kit, I'm like, dude. It's oh yeah, fresh. Like the, it's like there's the like Mar- four all timers. The like, Maroon O2 kit with the Maroon gold. O2, yeah. Bruce Banana. The blue is the stripes. The first original like electric one that went like the yeah. sash across the, the chest. Like styrofoam. Oh, honestly, yeah, the Puma yeah, ones dude. were pretty dope. The Puma they were ones were those things were awful. Yeah, no, they got good kits, but that is not one of them, dude. That I'm not one, that slide. If that I is. was an Arsenal fan, which I, I'm not, but if I was, dude, I would get it just so that, like, if I live to be 80, I'm opening up my box of kits and I'm like, damn, remember 2023? Uh, remember that Lutton game? Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you know what you're going to yeah. do? You know why you fucking went in there to look for it? Uh, you're probably having a fire outside. Yeah, and you need yeah, something yeah. to fucking yeah. stoke the fire. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ran out of toilet paper. That's, that's, that's horrible, man. Damn horrible. it, honey, I told you to get toilet paper. Oh, I got to use my damn kit. Kids to think about too is like the Spurs kit was great. spot on. Crispy right. white, I, I yeah, freaking, dude. No, the tan one was sick. That was great. Oh, oh, the taupe, or gray, whatever it the is. Brown yeah. one. It's like brown. I heard. <laughs> I thought it was gray. It's, no, like, it's like brown. It's like a broken. grayish brown. Yeah. You said tan. That's you like that kit this year? I like that kit too. There's a lot of shades of tan. Like shit. But that's <laughs> nice. Yeah, I agree. And you're going to bed thinking about this Arsenal kit. I do think about it when I go to bed oh, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Just looks like the ultimate toad running down the line. He does have his big toad energy. <laughs> God, I love him, dude. Who's your baller, Connor? Yeah, with no bias taken into account, Trent Alexander-Arnold was my baller of the weekend. No bias taken into account. He's the best player of the weekend. He was one of the best players of the weekend. Yeah, they won, you guys won 4-3. Best player of the weekend. You should have harped on it. That that is actually I think that Cordova Reed was one of the best players sucks. of the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, outside back against Second. outside back in a team that can't believe these results. Three goals dude. was one of the best of the weekend. 
This was actually an awful weekend because Arsenal won the way they did and Liverpool won the way they did. Like, do you have shame? It's really I can't take this. Trent man, can't take Arsenal. World class, good. Best, one of the best right backs to ever play at the age of twenty five, and it's only going to go up. From He's twenty five, so. dude. I'll admit it. I, I'm, I, I got feel my like eyes I've seen on that guy play for like nine years. The He's the already, Champions League draw, dude. I hope Arsenal gets me too. Oh five Barcelona <laughs> somehow, dude. I hope they. Who's the best that Bayern? That would be the the truly oh, yeah. the draw, dude. That would be Champions such a vintage that would be, smacking because they used to get tossed out they of would, a they would actually Alexis Bayern, Sanchez yeah. would be fighting for his life. Yeah, I, also oh in the aggregate would be seven one. I hate the. I still hate the praise that Arsenal's getting. I can't say much because Liverpool didn't really dominate the result, but like this is the worst Champions League are, ever. By the way, they're too. gutting out these performances like Wolves. Wasn't a handed performance. They look good at times, but Wolves came back, and then now we got Luton. Like this team doesn't seem as much. You act of a- like Liverpool are like. Do you guys have similar results across the board? I not just, just said Luton, that, but bro. not just Luton. <laughs> no, but everyone's talking about Arsenal like they're the second coming. Well, they're also, dude. They're running. The Champions League group is bad. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but Champions they, League they, as a whole, they, is bad, they, they won five zero. Like they're beating they every won, team. The, yeah, they won five zero, but they also lost two one to that. When same Liverpool, team. if Liverpool were in the same shoes, you would have the same hype around. The club that Arsenal fans are having around there. No, they're different. Their fans no, are dude. different. Saka scores one goal, and everyone puts him on the same post as Salah. Kulu's better than that's Saka. No, that's a hot take. That is a hot take. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. That's a hot you, take. That's a hot 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 take. That's